Are you looking for a podcast where you can hear from real people regarding their real dental drama? If so, then you've come to the right place. Join hosts Bethany Petty and Dr. Rena Kuba as we dive into the solutions we've created and the mistakes we've made while managing dental drama. Let's get started. So here we are in the closet trying to think of, you know, I'm my Bethany, what is going on? What do other and your response was, well, you know, right now it just seems like there's so many problems, very few solutions. It's all staff related. And so we both kind of just, it was it was an odd moment of silence because there's not much silence usually <laughs> with the two of us. And, you know, I said, you know, we should do something positive because that's not something that I'm used to doing. I'm used to wallowing in the crustiness <laughs> and the drama of it all. And so let's, um, you know, I love your, the, the couple of short ones you've done, like the 10 and 10. Yeah. So, you know, I'm suggesting 30 positive things in 30 minutes. <laughs> and then I went, okay, yeah, we're done. <laughs> so no, we will... We may not hit 30. We're going to hit as many as we can. We're going to hit as many as we can. Yes. And to, I think to me, like a little bit of, you know what? We are hit, slapped in the face daily with the beatings of the challenges of all the drama. But you know what? There, there really are. We are really in a good profession. Yes. We really are. And so that's our challenge to ourselves yes. right now is to, can I focus on the positives and For ignore the minutes. drama? Yeah. It's going to be good. I can't wait to see how many we get to. All right. I got nothing. You go first. (laughs) (laughs) You team me up. Come on. (laughs) Inspire me. Well, I will say one of the positives that um, I feel like is just unavoidable is the patient interactions still. So, you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about negative patient interactions and just the stressed patients that we have. But gosh, there are so many offices that I'm in on a daily basis. I'm attuned to the negative because that's a problem that I feel like I need to solve. But honestly, nine out of 10 times, it's the positive. Like we've got parents in, uh, I was in a pedo office this week and they're just like, oh my gosh, y'all took such good care of my baby. And it was genuine appreciation for the job that had been done. And I just feel like that's a positive that we could talk about every single time. And if we really think about it on a daily basis, the negatives surely stand out in our mind for sure. But are they the majority? No. The majority of our patients, parents, whatever industry we're in, they're happy. And that's that says something. And so my husband is one who always is like, why do you focus on the one bad thing? Like you got three great reviews this week yeah. and you are just stuck on that negative one. And so that <laughs> that's our that's our nature, right? Yeah. I think a lot of us type A, perfectionist and... Um, we want to be appreciated. We give our heart and soul to our patients, to our practices, yeah. and then to have somebody not appreciative of that, whether it's a patient or the staff, like it's such a beating because mm-hmm. we are trying so hard. Yeah. Um, so to try to remember that, like one thing that I keep saying or keep reminding myself or to my colleagues that when we're down, I'm like, you know what? We get paid for our opinions. Yes. So could I get paid for my opinion if I was a checker at Costco? Could I get paid for my opinion? I don't know. Maybe if I was an engineer, but not really. Yeah. But I guess I'm kind of, I don't, I don't, okay. So I don't know, (laughs) but I get paid for my opinion. Somebody is coming to see me to get my time and my expertise on something. And then I'm going to get paid for that. Yeah. It's astounding when you think about it, really. And again, I think that goes back to, this is an esteemed profession. Like it is a good field 
to be in overall. And, and not every field comes with its hardships, but to know that we are sought out as those professionals or those experts on dental care is rewarding. And, like when you read those U.S. World News reports, like dentistry ranked, and I'm like, it did? Yeah. I thought everybody hated <laughs> us. And so how did this rank so high? Like, you can only imagine what other fields are like if we manage to make the top of the list. Okay, I'm missing something here. There's some perspective <laughs> that I don't see. Maybe I'm too far down in the trench here. But um, <laughs> but that, you know, again, that says something. Yeah. Somebody thinks it's a good field Absolutely. from the outside. From so. the outside looking in. And it really, if we challenge ourselves from the inside looking out, it's a good feel. Well, that, and then I think about too, like, yes, we're hit with staffing issues and patient complaints and insurance reimbursement. But you know, I could be the GI dog digging through poop <laughs> and having the same, you know, the same complaints. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not knee deep in feces. So it's really like, okay, yeah, I'm in a good profession now. <laughs> exactly. Amen to that. I would say another positive is the, I have had more clients lately, and I'm so thrilled, that are really taking advantage of the work-life balance that they can have. So I've got one doctor, her goal, and she's pedo, but her goal has been to be able to take off like a week and a half together with her kids in the summertime. And she's doing it this summer. She's making it happen. And it, yes, we're figuring out a, a staffing plan so that the office can still produce a little bit in her absence, but she's doing it. And I'm so thrilled. that. And, and again, we do have the luxury of that, I think, in our field where uh, you think about, you know, you mentioned the GI doc, but you think about a cardiologist that is out on vacation. I know that they're being interrupted with life-altering things that they are having to to attend to. And we really do have a, a bit of a luxury that we're able to step away and get some time with our family. I do think another positive is when you think about the impact that you make on a daily basis with your patient mm -hmm. um, and to know that, that, you know, a, a month later, somebody's going to be eating with the crown that you gave them and yeah. they're going to be savoring their burger going, oh, thank goodness that Dr. Smith, mm -hmm. you know, did a great crown for me. Yeah. Um, and, and I know none of us think about that. Like that's nobody's sitting there thinking about it. But patients do. I hear it. I hear it. It's a quality of life issue. Yeah. And you can't eat. You don't have that quality of life. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you know, when listening at a party and somebody's talking about something like inevitably, nobody will ever mention the engineer that works at Intel. Like, you know, that, that person's not being thought about, but we are being thought about yeah. often, you know, far more often in a positive light than a negative. Absolutely. Um, and so to be able to have an impact, which is why I think the majority of us went into this field is yeah. to be able to impact people in a positive way. Um, and so trying to remember that, I think, um, Yesterday, I had one of my hygienists, she just had her baby and the hygienist, we noted her tongue tie into adulthood and we, uh, you know, addressed it for her and her son also had. So now she has a new baby and we, 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 the odds were the, the baby was going to have a tongue tie. And I mean, the pediatrician right at delivery was like, oh, the baby has a tongue tie. You want me to snip it? And my hygienist was like, oh, no, no, no. I, I've got access to laser. And the pediatrician said, yeah, that's a much better way to do it, honestly. So um, for me, knowing that I was able to, yes. in five minutes, mm -hmm. 
you know, so, and, and to be able to know, like not to go, Oh, I'm so great. But, but I, I did because I have invested in the technology and in educating myself in this procedure and able to bring her in, get the baby taken care of. Like that is impactful. Lifelong. Lifelong. That's a lifelong impact. And what engineer gets to do that? Yeah. Yeah. And so I would say teachers are another super impactful one. But dare I say, do teachers get the flexibility we get? Yeah, they get the summer off. But throughout the rest of the year, do they get the flexibility we do? And certainly not the pay. I was going to say, and then you factor in income and there's nothing comparable to that at all. So, yeah, I think that's a great example. Um, I would say another, on that same note, the ability to impact, and we've talked about this a lot, the ability to impact our team. You know, we've got these patients that we're able to really make true impact on, an impact that they feel on a daily basis, but also our team. To be able to set up an environment that is, you know, inviting for them, comforting for them, they enjoy coming to work, it pays the bills, and they're able to take a vacation because of this job that that they have, that's powerful, honestly. So I think that's a big aspect of the dental field as well. Absolutely. And I think that to me has been a real motivation. You know, it's something I never thought about initially, right? Like you graduate dental school and it's all like patience, patience, and I need to get good at my crowns and I need to get good at my implants and I need to. So that's the focus. But it took me a while to realize, wait a minute, that's only 50% of the impact I'm making. The other 50% is one helping the community by being a, a place of employment, so I'm helping the community with the dental care needs, but I'm also a provider of a place where people can come work. And then these people, like a lot of times, the people in our dental offices, I mean, I, I know everybody out there can listen and relate and go, yeah, actually, if this person wasn't working here, where would they be? Yeah, They might be at, um, you know, getting the poop samples for the GI doc, <laughs> or they might be like bagging things at Walmart, but I have given them the opportunity to let them shine and let them be impactful in yes. their own ways and be respected and um, acknowledged. And so, you know, even now we, we joke about, don't be the problem employee that's going to push Cuba off the edge to where she's going to sell the practice. And then all of us lose yeah. our jobs because now we're working for somebody else, that, et cetera. Right. So yeah. we joke about it, but it is a reality. Like if, if the captain sinks, then the whole ship Should is going to sink. So please be mindful of all the PTO you're asking for, or yeah. all the this you're asking for the pay increases, because you're going to push her to a point where she's done. She's done. <laughs> and that is going to impact you. Yeah. So, um, well, and I would say, too, even on that, I have a client that just hired. It, it's really cool. She was, well, it's not cool in that she was without a team completely. Like, she lost her whole team during the pandemic and was having to rebuild when nobody was applying. Well, uh, she ended up hiring brand new people to the field. And we, it, such a risk, but these people were working at Raising Canes. So we got... One that when we screened them or like, I feel like this is a smart one. And dadgum, that girl has gotten in there. She has hit the ground running, learning, assisting. She is smart, smart cookie and just a work, just a workhorse, you know. And um, then she ended up recruiting one of her teammates from Raising Canes. I kind of feel bad for Raising Canes because I think we've taken three of their employees now. And um, the second girl in there was more focused on the front. She really has more of a mathematical mind. Got in there. That girl is smart. 
smart, working at Raising Cane's, now in the dental field. They now recruited the third person from there. I haven't started working with her yet, but it's been really exciting for me because I'm like, we have the kind of field where we can pull in smart people from a food industry. They are thrilled. They are, they feel so proud. Both of these um, ladies have young kids and one of them was like, my son every day comes home and goes, you're a dentist? You're a dentist? And she's like, well, I'm, I'm working with the dentist. But she said, my son is proud of me. I'm proud of myself. So this is life changing for them where they went from a food industry career to a dental field. The practice is going to be absolutely benefiting from these smart, intelligent people. And then you've got people that their lives have been changed because now they feel like they are in a professional setting where they can kind of scale the ladder. It's just a really cool field because of that. And not to even mention like the hourly. Yeah. And then the environment, like to go home and not smell like chicken all day and, you know, um, it's just life-changing on so many levels that you as the dentist owner was able to provide that opportunity. And that is what other field is going to allow me to do that. Um, And I know, you know, I've been struggling for the last couple of years going, what am I doing? Is this where I want to be? What else do I want to do? And just thinking about, you know, other things like teaching. Oh, teaching, that'll be so good. Dental schools always need, I mean, it's a feel good for some time, but really when I stop to think about like mm-hmm. comparing the apples to apples mm-hmm. and it's like, it's a no brainer. I need to stay in my office right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, short of having a, a health condition or issue that I needed more benefit type things. Right. But as far as my mind and my uh, being able to block the schedule when I want and to be able to like the freedom that the practice gives me, which I know a lot of people listening are probably going, but that's the point. It's I'm not free. I'm tied to this practice because my patients are ridiculous and my staff is ridiculous. and I'm tied to this because I know I felt that way for a while too. And so then I'm like, okay, if you are tied in a way that you don't feel is a, is a healthy, positive way that you want, you have the power to change that. Yes. And in a lot of fields, you don't. So you may think you can't, but you can. Yeah. And so it just might take that deep breath to say, okay, well, what is she talking about? And I really can't. Yeah, you can. And we need to go and start figuring out what can be tweaked to allow you to feel like you are not bound. Right. And so I think for me, as I've come out of that haze of where I did feel, now I feel so much more empowered and so much more like, no, this is... I am in the right place. I Mm -hmm. am on the right bus. And I think I was just letting a lot of other things cloud my judgment on that. Yeah. Um, So anyway, it's, it's, I would really encourage you to stop and go, am I really stuck in this rut? And is it all just this downhill or can I find some light? Yeah. Um, And force that, you know, to your point, it's like if you aren't feeling that freedom, yes, the practice is always going to be on your mind, right? It's your business. You're, you're going to be thinking about it. But if you feel like you literally can't separate and take time away from the practice, to your point, it's possible. You're just not thinking about the way that it's possible. And so to force that freedom, because we've talked about this a lot, the practice is the best investment that you can have. I just, every time I think about the longer you practice and the longer you have a successful practice at that, it's the best investment that you can make. Well, something somebody said the other day, this is probably obvious to every other person but me. And it finally was like, oh, 
like thunk, <laughs> you know, like, oh, hello, um, was, yeah, what did I put into the practice years ago? Yeah. And what have I made out of the practice? And then go try to find me any other return on your investment. Like that. Like that. Mm -hmm. um, short of if you're, you know, I'm assuming we're talking about people like me that aren't a trust fund baby or aren't mm -hmm. a whatever, right? Like that you, what did you work hard for, invest in? And now when I look at the returns on the investment that I put in, I think that for me was kind of like, oh, why have I never thought about that before? Yeah. And now it's like, whoa, whoa. Now yes, you see it. Now I see it. Yeah. And so am I being a steward of my own financial, you know, am I... Am I really looking at, am I pilfering away the money? Am I dramatizing the, you know, you know what I mean? Like it, it really yeah. need to step back and really think and analyze and look at it. The other thing that I would say that was truly so valuable to me was when you, and I may have mentioned this in another podcast, but you said to me a couple of years ago when I was looking at going, I'm done, I'm going to sell. And you said, okay, well, why don't you temp? on the days that you're not in the office, why don't you temp? And I was like, yes, that's a brilliant idea. Because you said you haven't been an associate in a while, so go temp. And I made it as far as picking up my phone. <laughs> and that's as far as I got, because I was about to call my buddy or text my buddy that I know always needs help. Yeah. And then the the churning in my stomach that I was like, <laughs> there's no way, like to have to go into a practice, yeah. say yes, ma'am, yes, sir, to people that I don't know, Learn their paperwork, learn their software, yeah. be handed whatever burr I'm going to be handed. Like there's a time and a place for that. And I'm not there yet. Yeah. I've got a lot left in me to keep pushing through. Yeah. I'm not ready for retirement yet mm -mm. because I think about it, that's all what we've always been told is you look forward to retirement. When can I retire? And it's like, but what am I going to do in my retirement? Another thing that dawned on me that should have dawned on me a long time ago, but it's like, our parents' age and other industries like co-workers or teachers or something that you are in that field, well, people are living so much longer now. Yeah. So if I retire at 60 and I'm going to live till 90, yeah. 30 years, Yeah. first of all, what am I going to do with myself for 30 years yeah. but focus on my aches and pains, <laughs> right? Like I need a distraction, first of all. Um, I don't want to be the person that tells stories from 40 years ago when I was a dentist. Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> so what am I going to be doing with myself? Yeah. So for 30 years that I'm going to go volunteer at the hospital and volunteer at the teacher as a teacher's aide, yeah. like that sounds romanticized. Oh yes. That's when I've arrived and I can go, you know, be the baby, the, you know, be a grandma. Really? I don't want to be a grandma and have to raise kids all over again when my kids tell me what I'm doing wrong to raise their kids. Like, no, I get paid well now. Yeah. People are paying me for my opinion. I want to keep my brain working. Yeah. Yes, there are challenges right now, but I'm fooling myself if I think at 75 when I'm retired, I'm going to have no challenges. Exactly. And to switch the mindset to think about it's that's not what we're working for. And I think we've done a bad job, really just in life in general, of thinking that that's the be-all, end-all. The be-all, end-all, the, the impact that you can have right now, that's so much more relevant than what you're going to be doing, what beats you're going to be on at 75 years old. The, the impact and the ability to make waves around you exists right now. So why would we spend the time that we're in this field in this moment with our level of impact, why would we spend it thinking about 20 years from now when I'm going to be retired? That makes no sense. And I look at like, say our parents that we all were like, oh yeah, you know, when you can retire, I'm like, oh gosh, they look so bored. Yeah. Like they're, they're, I mean, maybe 
I've not had one retired person sitting here going, oh, man, life is so great. Yeah. I mean, they're like, no, life's fine. Yeah. But, you know, when I think about, okay, if I'm going to live a lot longer yeah, and have nothing to do and be at the mercy of my kids and my grandkids and the school that may or may not let me come volunteer, like, <laughs> no, thank you. I'm, yeah. I'm in this net, you know, this is my this moment is prime, right yeah. now. This is, yeah. And I think your dad's mm-hmm. speaking really helped open my eyes a lot more on that too. You know, when he's like, Oh, for 40 years, I'm like (laughs) 40 years. And I'm like, look at him. Good for you, man. Yes. You are still, you are commanding your own days. And I look at say parents now that are retired and a lot of times they're not commanding their days. Right. So I, um, I hope that's a good positive. Like for me, it was very refreshing where I'm like, okay, but it kind of sucks right now. There's a lot more challenges than our solutions. For sure. That's fine. What else do I have going on? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Where am I going to go that there's not a challenge, that there's not more challenges than solutions? I think that's the challenge is go find that. If you can find that, then yeah, get out of your dental practice. But well, and the fact of the matter is, if we're really honest, we know, we know deep down it doesn't exist. I mean, that's why the phrase, the grass is not always greener on the other side exists because our human nature is to always dream about the alternative. And that alternative is always perfect. Social media certainly doesn't help that now where everything looks perfect. The fact of the matter is the, the path that we're in right now is good. And we've got a great income. We've got the ability. The other, I mentioned impact earlier. When you've got a business, not only can you impact the patients, you can impact your staff, like we were just talking about, but you also have the impact, you have the possibility to impact the community around you. I mean, you, you guys, I remember the blood drive you did, gosh, less than a year ago and the ways that we're involved in the schools and all of that, like that's impact that is, I tend to think of the word legacy a lot. Like what kind of legacy are you leaving for your patients that are going to, for you, grow up into be dental adults? That's a legacy that you're teaching them right now. What about your staff? They're, they're learning how to be great employees. They're learning and becoming experts in the dental field. That's a legacy that they, that you're leaving with them, but certainly with the community around you. Having an impact and being able to leave a legacy in the community is something that as a business owner, you have the possibility to do. You mentioned an associate earlier. You don't really have that possibility as an associate in most practices because you don't get to sway the way that the ship is going. When you own a practice, you can definitely have impact in the community. So, And, and again, I, I know this is supposed to be positive and the negative in me is like, well, why do I care about the community? I'm focused on myself right now. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know what my legacy needs to be, but I may not make it that far because I'm going to end up in jail for killing one of my staff members. Like, so I need to make sure that, you know, for me, I start going, well, what about me? What about yeah. me right now? And if I take it back to the me, I think that's where I go, well, yes, there is a legacy to be had that I can have and make. Yeah. And what other... Where else am I going to go that I'm not going to face problems and challenges? So if I'm going to face problems and challenges, I may as well stay where I'm going to make more money and have the ability to impact. So I may not know right now what my legacy, what I want it to be. And that is almost daunting to me to go, oh, gosh, I got to make a legacy now. I'm impacting the community like that. That's too much pressure right now. Well, but you are. But you are. Yeah. Right. Even without thinking about it, you are. And if I could really find somewhere, something else to do that is not going to have challenges, Yeah. then off you go. But I haven't found it yet. So if any listener has, please <laughs> send it in. I'd love to explore it, but I don't think that exists. Yeah. And I think just being very real with myself and really um, looking to explore that, because I have over the last couple of years, I've been like, oh, well, maybe I'll 
Well, I have a food truck idea. Maybe <laughs> that's a whole nother. It is a really good idea, though. So. It is. So that's my plan B. But I mean, can you imagine the reality? Like, seriously, like the imagine me going, OK, well, I know nothing about, you know, I'd have to learn all these recipes and have to spend years cultivating those and then learning about how to run a food truck and the license. Like, so it's a lot. And do you think I'm going to make as much out of my food truck as I am in my practice that I'm already comfortable in? No, no, not anywhere close. I'll wait. I'll wait on that then. Right. Um, I don't know. My food truck idea could impact a lot. That's it has an impact. It It may not, it may not impact the pocketbook, (laughs) but it has impact. It's going to make people happy. Um, and so, so, you know, I, I lost where I was going with this, but the, the point is, like, it took me a while to realize, but yeah, I, there's going to be challenges wherever you go. Yeah. So if you are thinking they're not, or if you think your challenges are far worse and far too yeah. dramatic than any other industry, I don't think so. That mind And the mindset of that mindset doesn't help, mm-hmm. right? I'm always thinking about, oh, well, this is, this is so much better. This field is so much better. That mindset doesn't help you to have impact right now where you are. Right. Yeah. Did we hit 30 we, and 30? Are we, we even at 30? We are we... really, really darn close to 30. I lost count. I feel like we threw a lot of, maybe we went past 30. Maybe when we go back and listen to this, we're going to be like, oh my gosh, we hit 50. Yeah. 25. Well, I think just one really good one that I don't have to deal with poop every day. <laughs> that is enough. Although that's enough not to throw a negative on there. But I said that to one um, hygienist one time. She was like, what are you talking about? I clean poop off of teeth every day. Oh, stop (laughs) it. Please. So I I think this was very empowering. I'm hoping that it's encouraging to those that listen. And I feel happier, don't you? I do, too. I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. Bring it. I love it. Thanks for joining the conversation today. We hope that you are comforted in knowing that you are not alone, but we also hope that you're walking away with some really great tips and tricks to try in your practice. We value your feedback, so please take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Finally, we want to make sure that we're covering the topics that matter to you. So track us down on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and let us know what topics you want us to cover. As always, please know that we are rooting for you today as you manage your dental drama.